0: From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Ben Gardley, Johnny. Amercon Northern Trust. Oh, hiya, Ben. What do you hear from Wall Street? To you save your money. What money? The money I'm going to pay you for this case. I've got a crazy one, Johnny. So naturally you thought of me. <laughs> Nothing personal. Look, it's a, it's a trust setup, Cumulative endowment, insurance rider. Big deal. Over a quarter million bucks, maybe half a million. From home to whom? from a Mrs. Ezra Gramley widow to her granddaughter, Susan. So? Mrs. Gramley owns the Flint Rock Ranch in Nevada. Never heard of it. Our representative out there is Jonas Parks. He's the president of the Flint Rock First National Bank. Never heard of it. (laughs) It's a whistle stop about 20 miles from Las Vegas. That I've heard of. Parks started the deal rolling, and then he got cold feet, and now he's yelling for help. Thinks the old lady may be crazy. I mean, literally. And there does seem to be a reasonable doubt. Unless Parks himself is crazy. Well, that's also a possibility, Johnny. Tonight, and every weekday night, Bob Bailey in the transcribed adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator... Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. From Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the home office, Amicon Northern Trust Company, Hartford, Connecticut. The following is an accounting of expenditures during my investigation of the matter of reasonable doubt... Item one, $154.40, Transportation and Incidentals, Hartford to Las Vegas, Nevada, where I checked into a hotel and then phoned the local office of a National Business and Credit Rating Bureau that my client retained on a permanent consulting basis. I asked for a rundown of Jonas Parks and got it an A1 set of references. Parks had been a resident of Nevada for 32 years and president of the Flint Rock Bank for 17. He was regarded locally as a cautious investor, a prudent financial advisor, scrupulously honest and as sound as a dollar a silver dollar crazy? <laughs> hardly <laughs> item 2 $32.50 deposit and first day's rental on a drive-it-yourself hired car mileage Las Vegas to Flint Rock 23.6 itemized building appraisal Flint Rock three bar casinos all needing paint one restaurant one general store shop, garage welding shop Railroad Depot, also needing paint, four dwellings, and, of course, one bank. Jonas Parks, president. Uh, What can I do for you, young fellow? Well, my name is Dollar, Mr. Parks, Johnny Dollar. I'm a special investigator for Amercon, and I'm here in regard to the Gramley Trust case. Oh, yes. Well, I'm mighty glad to know you, Mr. Dollar. And I don't mind telling you I'm glad you got here. Oh. Here, pull up the chair. Okay, Sit down. It's been a real odd day. Funny looking clouds hanging off there toward the river. Yeah, I noticed them driving out from town. Storm clouds, that's what they are. This time of year? Son, in this neck of the woods, it can happen any time of the year. Cloud bursts come up just like that, and they're over just as fast. Uh huh, that's very interesting. You're a hypocrite, young fellow. What oh, makes you think so? You didn't come clear across the country to hear a dissertation on Desert Storm, so stop sitting there trying to pretend you're interested. <laughs> Whatever you say, Mr. Parks. Matter of fact, you weren't even half listening to me. No, as a matter of fact, I wasn't. Well, what were you doing then? Looking you over, sizing you up. Come to any conclusions? A couple. Such as? Well, in the first place, I'm inclined to discard the theory that you're crazy. Isn't that what they told you in Hartford? Well, I figure one of you is, either you or Mrs. Gramley. They do, eh? And what is your second conclusion? <laughs> that you were sitting there sizing me up. You're right. I was. Come to any conclusions, Mr. Parks? Yeah. One? Such as? That we'll probably get along together all right, you and me. Good, good, good. Then suppose right. we get down... The Greamley case. Well, no wonder they thought what they did. Maybe they're right. Maybe we are crazy, both of us. Well, as I understand it, Mrs. Gramley wanted to set up some kind of insured trust for her granddaughter. You started the proceedings for her and then stopped cold and called for help. Yes, that's about what happened. Why? Was she financially unable to carry out hey, the Of deal? course she's able. I wouldn't need any outside help if that was the problem. She's been banking with me for mighty near 20 years. Then is she mentally incompetent? Sarah Gramley is as sane as, well... As... At least I've always figured she was. But confound it, Mr. Dollar. There's something wrong out at that ranch. Oh, what do you mean? I don't know what I mean. Well, if you don't... I mean it's mostly things you can't put your finger on. Little things that add up, finally. Add up to what? I don't know. It's just a feeling. a Kind of a... A hunch? Is that what you mean? Yes, if you want to put it that way. So I brought you clear out here from Hartford on a hunch. Go ahead. Say it. Relax, Mr. Parks. Relax. I've had hunches of my own. And sometimes the horse is one. But I don't even know why. I think something is wrong. All right. What's the setup out there at the ranch? What's the background? Mrs. Gramley is a widow. Her husband died about 14 years ago, and she stayed on afterward and ran the ranch. Of course, her son Ed and his wife were there with her until three years ago and done most of the work. And they moved out three years ago? No. They were killed in an automobile accident. This girl Susan, that Mrs. Gramley wanted to set up the trust for, is their daughter. She's going on 17 now. Then the two of them live there alone. No, no, there's another couple, Walter Gramley and his wife, Hilda. Walter's Mrs. Gramley's nephew, sort of manages the ranch. Does a pretty good job of it, too. Mm -hmm. Then that's the whole family. Mrs. Gramley, her nephew Walter and his wife, and her granddaughter Susan. That's the family, for better or worse. Uh, Mr. Parks, do you even have any idea as to what might be wrong... Not the slightest. You're on your own, son. Well, how did this trust business start? How did it come about? Miss Grabley came into town one day about two months ago and sprung it on me out of a blue sky. First time she'd been in town nearly a year. Did she say why she wanted to set up the trust? No. She said it was nobody's business but her own. She's changed a lot in the last year. She's not herself anymore. And the trust was intended in its entirety for her granddaughter, Susan. That's right. Within the next three years, she wanted the whole estate transferred to the girl. Did Susan know about it? According to Mrs. Gramley, nobody knew about it, and she didn't want anybody to know. All right, then. You started the ball rolling, and then you stopped it. Her nephew, Walter, came in to see me last week. He knew something was up, and there was no use trying to lie to him. When I told him what she was doing, he said that she would never go through with it. So? Oh, I went out to the ranch to see her, laid all the cards on the table... I told her what Walter said. Oh, what was her reaction? She said maybe he was right. Maybe she wouldn't go through with it. Then she started rambling. Not even making sense. Talking about the auto accident and her son's death. But before I left, she told me again that I should keep pushing the trust. Get it set up. So you called for help. I called for help. Well, Well, I guess I'd better go talk to the lady. That's not going to be so easy. Why not? Walter won't let a stranger on the place. You mean he's holding her captive? No. No, I think he believes she's losing her mind. He's trying to keep it quiet. And what do you believe, Mr. Parks? I don't know. Well, maybe we can find out. I hope so. Just one thing, though. Be careful. Of what? I don't know. Jonas Parks had one other suggestion. That I pretend to be a special investigator for the Cattlemen's Association. I agreed to try it. Four miles from Flint Rock, the narrow ranch road left the plateau and began climbing up through the broken bluff country. A mile and a half from the ranch house, I pulled out the choke, flooded the engine, and let the car cough to a stop, the old out of gas gimmick. And about ten minutes later, I was wishing I thought of some other plan. When Park said cloudburst, he wasn't exaggerating. The rain came down in sheets. In 60 seconds, I was soaked through. And in another two minutes, the dry ground was a muddy bog. I kept on walking, or trying to walk, and the footing got worse. By then, I'd had it, or at least I thought I had. I hit the mud, rolled into a pile of boulders, and pulled my gun. A man was riding slowly toward me on a horse, holding a rifle over his arm. I edged down between the rocks, took a sight on him, and waited. He dismounted and walked toward me, carrying the rifle carelessly. Apparently, he thought he'd drop me. I let him get within 12 feet. All right, hold it. Drop that rifle. Get your hands up. I said drop it. What's the idea? Well, that's a good question. Only I'm the one to ask it. You're trespassing. We've been losing cattle. So So I've heard. heard. You... What do you mean you've heard? I'm an investigator for the Cattlemen's Association. Are you Walter Greenlee? That's right. What do you expect to find, sneaking in here on foot this way? Not what I did find, at least. Look, I've got a car back there on the road. I ran out of gas. I understand the owner of the Flint Rock is a Mrs. Ezra Gramley. She's my aunt. Well, I'd like to see her. I'm afraid that's impossible. Why? What's your name? Dollar, Johnny Dollar. Mr. Dollar, go back to your car and wait. I'll send some gasoline from the house. Huh? When you get it, turn that car around and get off the property. You're working for me, you know. I'm a member of the association. And you know as well as I do that you've got no more authority than any other private individual. So get out and stay out. And if I don't? Well, then you're a trespasser. And I won't miss twice. The next time I'll kill you. Is that clear? It was clear. Perfectly clear. And at this point I wasn't ready to force the issue. So I conducted an orderly strategic withdrawal. In short, I went back to the car. The rain stopped before I reached it. And a few minutes later, a station wagon came lumbering down the road from the ranch and brake to a stop a few yards away. The girl who came toward me carrying a five-gallon gasoline can was a living little doll, a daffodil, as perky and bright as a brand-new penny.
1: Hello there. Hi. I'm Susan Gramley, and you're Mr. Dollar, and you're out of gas, and I've got some for you. Well,
0: here, that's pretty heavy. Let me take that.
1: No. Just stand back and avoid the splash. I'm an old hand at this. In fact, I'm a chronic empty tanker myself, and I...
2: I... Uh,
0: what's the matter?
1: Out of gas, are you? Big deal, huh? That tank is almost full.
0: Yeah, well, there's no use lying to you, I suppose.
1: Nope, I'm too smart. I see. Another thing, you're not with the Cattlemen's Association, Mr. Dollar. I'm not? Nope. I think you're here to dig up the past because of what has happened and what might be going to happen. All of that, huh? Yep. And you know what? I think it's just fine and dandy. You do? You bet I do. I loved my dad. I I loved him more than anything. They knew what he always did when he got mad. Sure they knew. I figured it out a long time ago.
0: Like to tell me about it, Susan?
1: You'll find out, Mr. Dollar. I think you're the kind of a man who smashes into things. Right into the middle and... Break some wide open. Be careful, though. Oh? Because you know something? You're smashing into a bomb.
0: Johnny Dollar. Jonas Parks, Mr. Dollar, the Flint Rock Bank. Yeah, I know. The man who warned me. How's that? You said it would be tough to get into the Gramley Ranch. Well, I got rained on, shot at, threatened, outsmarted by a 16-year-old girl, and I still didn't see Mrs. Gramley. You aiming to give up? For the night, yes. I'm busy trying to dry out my bones over the heat from a triple brandy. Well, I'm going out to see Mrs. Gramley in the morning. I'll try to pick something up. Yeah, do that, will you? And something else, Mr. Parks. That auto accident three years ago when Susan's parents were killed. What about it, Mr. Dollar? You know what about it past is always with us. You go see Will Connors there in Las Vegas. He runs the Ford County Weekly Tribune. Tell him I sent you. And be careful. Once again, Mr. Parks, careful of what? I still don't know. From Special Investigator Johnny Dollar, location Las Vegas, Nevada, to the home office, American Northern Trust Company, Hartford, Connecticut. Assignment, The Matter of Reasonable Doubts. Expense account continued. Mm -hmm. Item four, seven dollars and a quarter. A triple wasn't enough, so I bought the whole bottle and took it up to my room. I was bushed, and not just from being caught out in a desert cloudburst. Mrs. Gramley, elderly widow, owner of the Flint Rock Ranch, wanted to set up an insurance trust and convey all her holdings over to her 16-year-old granddaughter, Susan. Her only other heirs were her nephew, Walter, who managed the ranch, and his wife, Hilda. Jason Parks, my client's local representative and respected president of the Flint Rock Bank, had started proceedings, then got cold feet and dropped them. Why, he didn't know. Just a hunch. Something was wrong. He'd called for help. And I was that help. Total results so far, zero. I put the cork in the brandy bottle and went to bed. with you in a minute, young fellow. No hurry. The Weekly Tribune, like a thousand other Weekly Tribunes across the country, not competing with the big dailies, not even trying to, printing the little things, homey things, and hanging on. One man office, editor, publisher, reporter, proofreader, and at the moment, linotype operator. A guess, of course, but the man at the linotype looked as though his name just had to be Will Connors. My name is Will Connors. What can I do for you? I'm Johnny Dollar, Mr. Connors. Jonas Parks out at Flint Rock suggested... Oh, yeah. It. Yeah, Jonas called me this morning, said you'd probably be in. Glad to know you. Thanks. Same here. He said you'd most likely be asking all sorts of crazy questions. I was to, well... Humor me? Well, you might put it that way. Said I was to answer them if I could. Did Mr. Parks tell you who I am? Nope. Didn't ask him. Jonas and me have been friends for 20 years, and if he says you're all right, then that's good enough for me. Well, thanks to both of you. Just one thing, though, Mr. Dollar. There gonna be a story in this? Maybe. Any chance giving me a scoop on it? Scoop? (laughs) I haven't heard that word in years. I ain't had one in years. In fact, I ain't never had one. Always have to get my front page stories by reading these here Las Vegas dailies. Yeah, bunch of smart alecks getting telegraphs from Moscow and Paris and France and all them places. Anybody can get scoops that way. But me... I got to get out and scratch for what I print. Well, I'll... Uh... Oh, it sure do me good to put one over on them dudes. I'd get me out an extra. A big banner headline on it. Got the type for it, too. Never been used. Exclusive. Right across the top. <laughs> It'd knock them back on their byline. All right, Mr. Connors. All right. If there is a story, you get it. That's a promise. A scoop. A living, breathing scoop. Doggone. Yeah. Now about the question. Yes, sir, young fellow, What do you want to know? Anything you can tell me about Mrs. Gramley and the Flint Rock Ranch. Mrs. Gramley? Well? Now there is a woman for you, son. They don't make that kind these days. Noticed any change in her lately? Well, I uh, I wouldn't want this to go any farther. Oh, I understand. And I guess it depends on what you mean by lately. I ain't seen her but twice in the last year. They don't allow no visitors out there anymore. So I found out yesterday her nephew took a shot at me with a rifle. You don't say. My, they are getting clannish. Do you know of any reason for him acting that way? Well, there's something funny going on out that ranch. What, for instance? Couldn't say. But like I was telling you, I've only seen her twice, and she was different somehow. It was like she was, well, breaking up, sort of. Scared of something? Maybe. I don't know. Have a nephew by any chance? Walter? Well, I'd say he acts about as scared as she does, or as upset, at least. Maybe they're both scared of something. What about the granddaughter, Susan? Is she scared, too? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's Oh, she's strange enough, all right. But the old Nick himself wouldn't scare her none. What do you mean, she's strange enough? You met her, Mr. Dollar? For about three minutes yesterday afternoon. That's long enough. How'd she strike you? Well, he's one of the most honest kids I've ever met. Or else the cleverest. Yeah, that's about the size of it. Which do you think? Beats me. I've known her since the day she was born. Yes, sir, it's quite a family, including that fancy wife of Walter's. Hilda, what about her? Well, let's just say she's too much for him. You follow me, son? Uh, yeah, I think so. Ah, well, they're all worried. They're on edge. Either about the same thing or different things. They're pushed. They're driven. You can you can feel it. There's a pressure out there, and anything can happen. Maybe it already has. Hmm. Maybe it happened three years ago. What do you mean? There was an auto accident three years ago, and Mrs. Greenway's son and his wife, Susan's parents, they were killed in it. Well, I've got the morgue files here. I wrote it up pretty complete when it happened. Yeah, I'll want to look through those files later. But right now, you want the story behind the story? If there is one. Well, if there is, I don't know it. I think you would, if anybody would, being a newsman. Huh? as far as I know, it was just an accident. Well, how'd it happen? Well, it was on the road to the ranch, uh, up there where it winds through the bluffs. It was rain, pitch black. There'd been an argument back at the house, and well, they had a lot of arguments, I guess. But anyway, Hilda got mad and left and took her car and headed for town. And a while afterward, Ed had all he could take, and he ran out too and jumped in his car. Susan tells me that was a habit of her father's whenever he lost his temper in an argument. Yeah. He'd always get in his car and drive like a demon till he got over. She also made a kind of a strange remark. She said they knew about it. what do you mean by that? I guess you'll have to ask Susan what she meant. All right. So, Ed jumped in his car that night. Yeah, and Mary went with him. uh, Trying to calm him down, I guess. Oh, he... He come around that curve, he must have been doing 60, skidding, half out of control. And there was Hilda's car parked on the curve right square in his headlights. Just smashed right into it at full speed. Both cars rolled over the bank, caught fire, and burned up. Him and Mary were dead before the car stopped. How did Hilda get out of it? She wasn't there. She had a flat, left her car parked, and started back on foot. I see. He was lucky, that's all. She sure was, Mr. Connors. Real lucky. I took a bag file at the Tribune into the outer office and went over the news stories on the deaths of Ed Greenlee and his wife. I found nothing that Will Connors hadn't already told me. Shocking loss, fine people, sudden accidents. I kept hanging up on that word, accidents. I kept wanting to put a question mark after it. I was so absorbed I didn't even notice her come in until she spoke to me.
1: Hello, Mr. Dollar.
0: Well... Well, are you following me, Susan?
1: Nope. Got some copy for Mr. Connors. I write articles for him sometimes. You you know, clever kid and all that sort of... Hmm, I see you took me seriously. How do you figure? You didn't close that paper fast enough. Now, why would an investigator from the Cattlemen's Association be interested in an auto accident three years back?
0: Uh, suppose you tell me.
1: Because you are not an investigator for the Cattlemen's Association. Who are you, Mr. Dollar?
0: (laughs) I've got half an ocean to level with you, Susan.
1: Then I'll go the other half by leveling with you. Aunt Hilda called the association office in Reno this morning. They said they never heard of you. Imagine that. Mr. Parks was out at the ranch just before I left. She asked him about you, too. He said he'd never seen or heard of you. I see. He was lying, though. I can always tell when people are lying, and they know it, too. That's why they're uncomfortable around me.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I know what you mean. Hey, look, Susan, did Mr. Parks talk to your grandmother? No. He was supposed to arrange for me to see her.
1: About the accident?
0: Maybe. I'm not sure yet. I'm shooting in the dark.
1: Oh, it's time somebody did. Where are you staying, Mr. Dollar?
0: At the Carmen Manor.
1: Okay. Uh, I'll get it set up and call you there later. Get it set up? Sure. Fix things so that you can get in to see my grandmother. That's what you wanted, doesn't it? Well, all right.
0: I went back to my hotel room and settled down to wait. If a 16-year-old kid could manage what a bank president couldn't, then me for the juvenile league. What happened a couple of hours later, though, wasn't exactly juvenile. Yeah, hey, come in. Hello? Oh.
2: You busy, Mr. Dollar?
0: Not too busy. Come in. Thanks. I don't believe I'm I... am uh...
2: Hilda I imagine you've heard of me during your cattle investigation. Well,
0: somehow you don't seem to fit with cattle.
2: <laughs> A compliment? Observation. What do I fit with? I don't know yet, Mrs. Grimley. Hilda.
0: Hmm. Now I'm beginning to know. See red.
2: Thanks. I'll stick with my own brand. It usually works out better that way. Thanks.
0: Nice cigarette case. Yes.
2: Gift. I'm always getting gifts.
0: Including a wedding ring?
2: Oh, I've got one. It's around someplace.
0: Just so you don't forget where you left it.
2: I couldn't if I wanted to. Uh, you wouldn't have a drink for a lady, would you? Brandy. I love brandy. And gifts. Mm? And a lot of other things. Like money? Oh, money's real nice. It's next to the best.
0: And what's the best?
2: Excitement. I see. Don't you think it's best? Well, it depends.
0: At least you're in the right spot for it. I hope so. Look, I haven't got any money, and I never give gifts.
2: You've got brandy, though. Pour us a drink, Johnny, and then we'll talk. What about? it? hmm Excitement.
0: Now, here's our star to tell you about tomorrow's intriguing episode of this week's story. Tomorrow, a worried old lady shows her medal, a gambler shows his hand, and the game gets tense, tight, and a little bit frightening. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar.